0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the future of the water and wastewater industry and the careers you didn't know about. And uh, I'm your host, Dave Kuzminski, and we are live in the uh, podcast studio, and we have a good friend with us this this afternoon, and uh, Mr. Paul Smith, who is the... uh, Ryan Smith Ryan, I'm sorry Ryan Smith I'll get it right okay and uh, he is the head of uh, water infrastructure and uh, for uh, Snyder civil engineering hi Ryan how you doing I'm doing well how about yourself oh uh, thanks for coming down I appreciate it so uh, you know the whole impetus of the podcast is to uh, again bring students uh, uh, and, and people aware of, of some of the careers that are are uh, under this big umbrella of uh, water and wastewater
1: so uh, tell us a
0: little bit about your day job
1: so, I am a water infrastructure manager for Snyder Civil Engineering. Um, I basically manage multiple water infrastructure projects, typically water main replacement projects. Uh-huh. Um, and we work for all four of the large water utilities in the state of Connecticut. Okay. Uh, Aquarian, Connecticut Water, Regional Water, and the MDC. Okay. Um, Myself and two others are currently working as engineering liaisons in the MDC office in Hartford. In in Hartford. In office, yep. 505 Main Street. Yep. (laughs) And uh, so we work on the third floor with the engineering department. Yep. uh, As engineering liaison. And, you know, we are tasked with things that they don't always have staffing for. Okay. Um, They kind of use us as an additional staffing okay. yeah uh, and help them with their water infrastructure projects nice and uh
0: well they're going through a lot of uh infrastructure projects both on the water and wastewater side up there correct so yes. now do you get them involved on the, on the wastewater side too or no we we typically stick to the, yeah, the on clean the water, water and here. the w- clean water and so forth so uh yeah uh, you know um how did you how did you get uh in, involved in, in in the water industry i mean g- going through school and so forth uh Uh, when you were were starting to forge your
1: career path? How did that come about? Um, It wasn't on purpose, I guess. Um, I went to UConn. Okay. The School of Engineering. I got my undergraduate degree in civil engineering. Okay. um, And I met Don and Zach at a career fair at UConn. Okay. um, And the rest is history from there. Um, Like I said, I wasn't particularly looking for something in the water industry. Okay. um, And it just kind of worked out.
0: Nice, nice. Well, both Don and Zach have been on the yep. the, the podcast and so forth, uh, uh, but to go from there. So, um, you know, when you uh, went through a- engineering as far as that goes, um, and did you have uh, any primary focus on, on, on civil uh, uh, construction or uh, uh, mechanical or a- any
1: uh, leanings on that as far as that? Um, so I – did focus on structural. Okay. Um, and I haven't really used it since. Okay. Um, basically since I started working for Snyder Civil, yeah, uh, I've been structure or the structural aspect of it hasn't really played a part. Okay. Um, You're primarily in the water infrastructure. Yep. Yeah, and I recently got my professional engineering license. And I did that in construction management.
0: In construction management. Nice, nice.
1: Civil engineering, construction management. They have multiple uh, different areas of uh, of focus. Great.
0: Now, you know, I I think as well, you know, like uh, the uh, careers and so forth and, you know, that people are involved in the industry. uh, Again, we're we're all getting to the age of, uh, at least I am, (laughs) of, uh, you know, uh, uh, moving on and retiring and so forth, and you know, so as as the um, the uh, career pool as far as uh, uh, employees, okay, employers, okay, uh, gets smaller and smaller, we have to start re, re, re uh, kind of refilling that pipeline, yes. and and it's kind of the same thing with the, the water infrastructure. Water infrastructure, not only in Connecticut but throughout the country, has has been. You know, one of those things that uh, it, it, the pipes are out of sight, out of mind underground, and everything is deteriorating. Are you seeing that pretty much across the board?
1: Yeah, I across the board. There's no shortage of work. Yeah. Um, it, the water utilities are just like any of the other infrastructure. Um, but like you said, they're out of sight, out of mind. All the roads, bridges, that stuff that you can see readily. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everybody talks about how it's the infrastructure's aging. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, not that they forget about it, but like you said, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. The pipes are also aging and they're continuously aging. So as you're replacing pipes, something is now you getting get older next year. It's another year older. So
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I'm I'm running into the same thing with IT. And, you know, you're moving to, uh, you know, when I started, it was uh, you, you were, we're going from DOS and then it went to, uh, you know, uh, XP, and then it, you know, yep. uh, you know. Now we're you know migrating from Windows 10 to Windows 11, you know, yep. and so forth. And uh, you know, as as these platforms start to you know um, age out and uh, end of life and so forth, you have got to keep up with the keep up with the technology. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, the water infrastructure too. Exactly. Now, are you seeing a lot of? Uh, I know one of the one of the hot topics around now, as far as with the health department, now is uh, obviously is the uh, the lead pipe replacement are are you guys involved in a lot of that up there
1: um we (laughs) haven't had much involvement um but being there i kind of you know i hear the the mumblings of everything and the mdc is um working with another consultant um with their lead copper replacement program um, yeah um and but they're very much in the infancy stages of actually getting boots on the ground and doing any replacements
0: yeah well i think uh, prime, the primary focus on the the uh, lead copper replacement rule is is uh, is
1: uh inventory. is
0: the inventory and yeah. i think that's what kind of everybody is uh kind of focusing right now and that has yeah. to be done by i think
1: 2024 yeah uh as far as that MDC has a lot of very good records um yes and their record-keeping system uh <coughs> is very accessible and you know that's something that I deal with day to day. Is there yep. r- the records and you know water service connections and for the very for the most part their their records are very good. So ultimately it would just be inventorying, taking all that and kind of getting it into one.
0: Sure, sure. Spot. Now do you get in in uh, involved much on on the treatment side as far as in relation to uh, pump stations and uh, you know filtration plants and
1: all that? Yeah, not not um recently. Um, towards the beginning of my career, I did uh, do a lot of inspection. And, you know, the winter months, uh, the water companies would really hit the, the pump stations and small treatment facility projects. And so I had some involvement at that point. Um, but since then, it's been mainly water main. And then since, especially um, Zach, who you've had on the yep. director of engineering, um, his group primarily focuses on the, the pump stations and treatment facilities. And um, they, when we kind of a couple of years ago made that distinction between the water infrastructure side and the engineering side. Sure. And since then, um, my focus has mainly just been on water infrastructure and sure distribution portion of it.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, you guys also expanded onto the the construction side of things too.
1: Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, you know, uh, they work very well hand in hand with the engineering department. um, And we're able to now, take projects where we would do a design and then, you know, have to bid it out to another construction consultant We're giving the water companies an opportunity to do their design builds and sure, you know, have it all in house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, do you get much involved in, in the WICCA program as far as that goes on the pipe replacements?
1: Um, not really. Um, as far as what we see, it's kind of, you know, The water companies will come to us and say, these are the streets that we're looking to replace. And, you know, some of them are on a year-by-year basis. And, you know, sometimes we get, hey, this is what our outlook looks like for the next five years. Sure, sure. Um, And the Wicca portions of it kind of stay internal. Yeah, yeah. The water companies deal with that themselves. You know, a lot of the water main replacements are Wicca funded. Yes, yeah. But we don't really see that on our side.
0: Now, as far as um you know the, the transite and asbestos cement piping, you're seeing a lot of that in Hartford at all?
1: Um, no, no. Um, <laughs> Hartford with it's a lot of old cast iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the old pit cast. Yep, and yeah. uh, not not so much the AC pipe. You know, it's kind of far and few between.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've got a, you know, a fair amount of that in Portland here, and so with it, uh, we're looking at at kind of transgressing out of yeah <laughs> you know but again it's, it's better it's,
1: technology now uh,
0: yes yes well back in the day and uh, you know that was the, the you know the, the best thing best things to slice breast yeah it was lighter it was stronger yada 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 but uh, yeah nobody nobody thought about the asbestos side yeah. of things you know? yeah. rut roll yeah yeah they go from there so uh you know when what what are you know the main sizes that you're dealing with in hartford now primarily on a street replacement was you an 8 um, 10 inch
1: or this year we had um a 24 inch pipe. Okay. Um that was Farmington Ave in Hartford. Okay. Uh they did a portion of the project this year or 2022. They're going to finish the project out in 23. Okay. Um but you know as far as pipe sizes go, that's really the big end of it. Yeah. Um for the most part it's 8 and 12 is very popular. Um that's you know and again that a lot of that comes from the water company as well. Um you know they have their own engineers who do the hydraulic mold, modeling. And Determine hey, you know, this main that we're replacing is a, it's an eight inch currently, and that works, so yeah, we yeah. just replace it in kind. Okay, um, occasionally we'll see you know a four or six that we are going to replace with an eight, um, just due to growth and yeah, changes yeah. in the the water system. So. Yeah,
0: eight inch per, primarily, I think now is pretty much the standard, yeah, you know, as
1: far as that goes on. You
0: know distribution systems on, uh, you know, not uh, transmission lines, uh, as far as that. So d- now, do you get involved in the inspection part of it, as far as w- uh, the well too?
1: Um, so, this year I made the, uh, I was given the promotion to the manager of water infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the in the past, uh, I yes, I I dealt with the inspection firsthand. I that's how I spent most of my year. Was out in the field doing inspection, and yep. in the winter I would do help out with designs and surveys. Yep. Um but now that I've made the move into the office. Yep. Um it's primarily design work. Yep, um yep. and the management work and I now at the MD I oversee the inspection at the MDC I um see. for our inspectors. Yep. Um last year we had um four inspectors for okay. the full inspection season. Yeah. Yeah. Um the MDC does uh an accelerated water program. Yeah. Um, and they kind of pick and choose based on the congestions of existing utilities on a street yeah. and um, kind of tone back the engineering of the design. I see. Um, and, you know, kind of just use existing um, utility records. Yeah. And their records and. Determine okay. There's a nice open corridor here to put a new main in. Yep, yep. Um, and do a design based on that. Uh uh-huh. And so we had two inspectors. They use the um, that program they have. Uh, it's typically a two-year contract. Okay. Um, and so one contractor gets it, and they're given, hey, this is the list of streets. Yep. And they just go from street to street to street, and they've got a mainline crew and a service crew. Yep. And so we had two inspectors with that all year, one with mainline, one with services. Um, and then we had a project on the Boulevard in Garfield and Weather uh, West Hartford. Yep. And then the the Farmington Eleven project on Farmington Avenue, Hartford.
0: Now, typically, when you go up the street, now do you um, lay it parallel to the existing main and yeah. and go from there? Now, what, yeah. what what happens when the new main uh, you know gets integrated into the system? Does the the old main
1: just get retired in place or correct? Typically, um, the existing mains are just um, abandoned in place. Um, for the most part, uh, that is something that obviously there's only a finite amount of room in a road. Yes, there um, is. Um, and that's something we're finding. There's a lot of abandoned other utilities, gas, sewer, storm drains. Yeah. And you know, now there's also abandoned water mains, but, um, for the most part, most of these roads that we're going through and doing re- water main replacements on, this is the first time there's been a water main replacement. So there's yep. only typically one other water main on the street. Okay. Yep. You know, it's the the live active water main. And then we're going to install a new one next to it. Yep. Um, and it gives you the, it kind of gives you the flexibility. You can install the new water main and then you get it in service and then you transfer water services over. Yep. And, and then that way, once the water services are transferred, you just abandon it. It's done. Yep. Um, in order to replace it in the same alignment, you'd have to, do the extra work of putting in a temporary water main yeah and, it on connecting, top of yeah, and connecting all the houses to the temporary main before you can start installing the new main. Uh, and there's a lot of additional time and, uh, cost. Now, now
0: typically any old water mains, do you normally cut them, cut and cap them on, on the ends as far as that um, goes? So. Yeah.
1: So different water utilities handle that differently. Yep. Um, the MDC has a very good utility services, um, an operations department. Yep. Um. And so they handle all of that after the water main has been complete.
0: And typically, as far as the the water main installation, is that usually subcontracted out to a, a contractor, or or do they do that, a lot of that there
1: on their uh, own? Yeah. So that uh, uh, the each project is bid out, and the construction contractor installs the water main and also performs the service tieovers. Okay. But the MDC performs the water taps themselves with the, the right corporations. Ah. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. For sure. So, uh, that's, that, that's great. You know, you get to a situation where you're, you're again, replacing water infrastructure. Uh, you know, you get to a point where as, as the infrastructure ages and so forth, you get into, uh, typically I know the MDC has, has a, a, a very good, um, record program as far as, and to uh, document leaks and what areas are prone or should be replaced. Yeah. You know, depending on the leak history and all of that kind of stuff. So, yep uh um, that's that's something that uh, again a lot of utilities don't do, you yeah. know so oh we get a leak, you know yep. but they document a lot of that,
1: yeah, and then we're actually um one of my projects that I've been doing uh that's not necessarily design related is um we've been tasked with um kind of updating their record drawing process for new water mains and sewers mm-hmm. um and the m d c decided they wanted to use uh, GPSs in the field yep, yep. for data collection. So our inspectors in the field aren't just taking hand measurements with a tape measure. Okay, um, They have a, a Trimble R2, yep, yep. and we're using the Trimble R2 with um, an ESRI program called Field Maps. Okay, um, And the MDC has a very good GIS department as well. Yes, they do. So they took their existing water map. And basically made a copy of it. Overlaid that. And we take GPS shots and they go directly into that copy. Yep. Um, And then we're able to then, our office is able to take those points out and create a record drawing based on those points. Right, right. And the Trimble R2 uh, is accurate down to, I believe, uh, uh, 10 millimeters. uh, Yeah. um, Horizontally. So um, you get a lot more accurate data. Sure. And it's streamlining the whole process.
0: Well, you know, back in the day, we used to take measurements. Okay, it's uh, 25 feet out from the building, uh, four feet left of the right side. Yep. You know, you're, uh, and a lot of times that's, you know, uh, when you're lining up something, somebody <laughs> lines it up a little bit differently yeah. than, you yeah. know, somebody else. So, exactly. A lot of times you've got, uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, a lot of room for error there. Yeah. But with the GPS, yeah. it's usually you know yep. you're you're much more accurate.
1: So we're still taking those range measurements and swing time measurements. Yep. Um. And then they're just kind of being used now as backup to the R2 sure. GPS data. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, and, you know that's,
0: again, uh, you know we uh, I, I run a uh a program the uh, Water Boot Camp for the MDC every summer where we bring, intern students in from high schools and so forth and. Uh, we uh, do tours of all of the departments: the engineering, the uh, you know the G- uh, GIS department, uh, yep. meter department. So um, they do have very good records, um, yes. and uh, they've got a it's, it's a well-oiled machine up there yeah. now. Uh, so primarily, your 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 primary focus is
1: MDC, correct? Okay.
0: Yep. Now, uh, what what about you know Connecticut Water? And that, do you have uh, people down there as well? Yeah.
1: So um, I think the MDC is kind of one of the first utilities here where we actually have people in their office okay, acting as engineering, you know, liaison, you know, basically engineering support staff. Yep. Yep. Um, It is something that we are hoping to expand. You right, know, it right. works out very well for us and for the water company. We're able to, you know, give them staffing when, cause every, as everybody can see, you know, getting new employees, getting good help is, is very hard these days. And, um, you know, so for Snyder to be able to supply that, you know, those staffing, you know, assistance, the support, uh, it really helps out. And then, um, you know, we have that expertise and that background in the water infrastructure that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people lack and we, uh, that's kind of where we see ourselves as, you know, you've, got your, in it, you've got your niche, you know? yeah. and um, one thing that we like to do is when we get new employees, we bring them in and we typically uh, train them and and put them out in the field as inspectors. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then that way they they see firsthand how things go together, how not, you know the nuts and bolts thread together, exactly how the pipe goes together, and it sure. gives them a much better understanding of how a water system you know, really works for sure. For sure. You know, and that's the thing, um, going back,
0: uh, and again, what I try to do is, is focus and, and we, uh, uh, distribute this podcast to all of the, 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 school guidance departments. So, I mean, if you were going to give, uh, you know, high school students or, or, or college students that are, you know,
1: trying to forge their career, uh, what advice would you give them as far as, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to work, you know we we run into a lot of people who who don't really seem like they want to work you know they they don't want to be out in the field they don't want to you know the there's nothing wrong with even though you're an engineer and yeah you went to school for engineering yep, you know yep. one of the things that people really say is you know engineering engineers don't have any common sense yeah you know that's one of the critiques you hear a lot oh yeah and um you know that's by having our staff out in the field and, you know, teaching them and, you know, really starting their career out in the field like that, you get a lot of firsthand knowledge and a lot of that common sense that people typically say engineers lack.
0: Well, you know, you get to a situation where a lot of engineers are, you know, you're, you're forging a plan, you're putting a plan down on paper. And a lot of times what they put down on paper, if you bring it out in the field, it don't work. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. so I think, you know, getting out there in the field and exactly uh, experiencing the yeah. installations and, and so yeah. forth, and some of the problems that you, when you get into, especially when you're you're dealing in, in in old streets where you've got you know gas mains, you've got utility, you've got water sewer, you've got uh, you know storm drainage uh, and yeah. so forth. It's not like you have
1: a a, a a blank slate of paper that you can you know lay water main on and say yeah, okay we're, exactly. we're we're good to go yep. you know. And and that's one of the things that I liked about the you know about what I saw with Snyder when I started was you know you have that opportunity to not be stuck in an office all the time. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. A lot of times, you know, you get into engineering and then you realize, Hey, I'm just going to be sitting behind a desk for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Snyder really gives a lot of opportunity there to, to, to new engineers and also to, to engineering students. Um, we do a lot of interns yeah. throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're not stuck behind a desk all year. Yeah, you know yep. you're out in the field for eight of the twelve months. Yeah, maybe more. Um, and you're outside in the fresh air, and you know getting some your good own practical
0: projects. applications and real life experiences. Yep. That's that's so important for sure, yeah. for sure. So anyway, so on a personal side, what do you like to do for fun? Uh
1: I I kind of dabble in a lot of stuff. Okay, um, like what this year I picked up golf. Okay, um, <laughs> Steve Melanson. Oh who's, boy! <laughs> who's one of our, he's our director of operations. Yes. Um, he's an avid golfer. Yes, he is. Um, and uh, 2022, uh, Snyder had our inaugural golf tournament. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gave me the push to get into golf. Yeah. Um, I like to ski. Yeah. Oh, months. nice. Uh, okay. Winter months, I, I typically spend skiing. Yeah. Um, I usually try to make at least one trip out to, you know, Montana or Colorado to get some you know big mountain skiing so, some, of the, some of the
0: big hills well yeah. we, we haven't had much opportunity this year around no, here for
1: sure no. that's for yeah, sure yeah and uh and and it hasn't really even been conducive to even making snow no you know, it, no uh, look been, at today
0: it's almost 50 degrees exactly. my god you know they so. it goes down one night they make snow and you know it's yeah. gone in two days
1: i went skiing this past weekend there's a lot of brown
0: snow oh okay no. <laughs> For sure, yeah, for sure. No, Steve is. Uh, you're right. Steve is an avid golfer. Steve and I go back a long time. Uh, we're we're members of the Connecticut section and been involved, uh, you know, in the officers. I've been a past chair, and he's been involved uh, with a
1: lot of committees and so forth. Yes. So, uh, and again, yes, he is an avid golfer. You know, yeah. he's it? a he's um he's a great resource and he's a great uh, mentor for for all of us at Snyder. You yeah, know, he's he's lived it. Um, and and like you said, he's. He's been in all the committees. He's, you know, yep. he's been part of everything and he's, he's great.
0: Yeah. No, no, no worries. So that, that's great. So,
1: uh, so do you live in,
0: in town where, where do you, do you uh,
1: know? I live one town east in East Hampton. East Hampton. Okay. Um, I moved there, um, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, prior to that, I lived up by the airport in Granby.
0: Okay. All right. So, up in that, uh, Northwest corner. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to speak. So yep. anyway, All right. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for coming down. I appreciate it. Uh, as far as uh, one of the other questions, obviously, we're we're in my
1: music store here. Uh, what, what's your taste in music? As far as that goes, uh, any any favorite bands? I don't have any favorites. I listen to. I know it's a it's a very stereotypical answer, but I I listen to almost everything. Okay, you know, I depends on my mood.
0: Okay. So. All right. So now the other the other question is: If you got stuck on a desert island, what what could you eat every day? as a desert island food? Oh.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very picky when it comes to food either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. All right. Well. You know, either am I, you know, I I could take, you know, give me, give me a great burger or whatever, you know, and so forth. You know, that's, that's no worries. So great. Fantastic. All right. Ryan, thank you so much for coming down. And uh, again, Mr. Ryan Smith from, he is the, the head of, uh, water infrastructure manager at Snyder civil engineering. And, um, again, uh, that's the status of our water industry. So That concludes this episode, ladies and gentlemen, of the future of the water and wastewater industry and the careers you didn't know about. And I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. and uh, uh, Ryan Smith was in the house. So uh, thanks, Ryan, and uh, say hello to Donnie when you get back to the office. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. All righty.